Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas, and today I am joined by Fred Jin, founder and CEO of the BitLearn Network. How you doing, Fred? Hi. Uh, hey, Alan. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem. Let's, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about what the BitLearn Network is and what you guys do. Um, yeah. So to, uh, to you know, sort of uh, have a simple way of describing it, it's Gamify Learning Platform on the blockchain. Um, my background is in gaming. My previous company was a uh, fairly successful gaming company that we start, I, I started in 2009, 2010 time. And at the time we had one of the most popular games on Facebook and we we're doing mobile gaming. And, um, you know, we were, we had, uh, um, um, you know, millions of users who played our games every day. So that's when I start to become fascinated with, uh, applying, applying gaming to learning. So that's kind of how I started. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, a brief, uh, um, background and you know looking at how things are today um you know i think there's a huge opportunity um there's two things that we're really trying to address one is the problem of uh, lack of college savings uh as you know higher education getting more and more expensive i think um folks are not very well prepared in that department and two is that um what we're seeing is that there's a huge gap between educational outcome and private sector need uh, in terms of the skills that's needed for today's jobs. So I think we're trying to uh, bridge that gap 
as well as incentivize uh, learners to start learning and saving for themselves. And so would you say that's the ultimate goal or ultimate mission statement of BitLearn Network to try to help these students bridge that gap? Right. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, sort of uh, applying what we know in terms of engaging kids to start uh, learning more for themselves. As you know, um, um, you know, student agency is one of the, um, you know, biggest movements in, in education. And um, this, the theory is that you want learner to start today's learner to start you know taking ownership of their own uh you know learning progress and and learning needs uh instead of telling them hey you need to do this or you know forcing things onto them so i think that's uh that's where with our gaming expertise where our specialty was to engage uh folks to start you know playing um you know enjoying our, our game like experience and we're applying that same experience towards learning um the the core the center part of what we do is we have a, a publishing, pl- publishing platform that allows uh, experts and teachers to take their proven material, you know, which, um, you know, like uh, videos and, and worksheets and assessments and publish it into, onto our platform. And we convert that into our game like uh, learning experience and uh, distribute that to potential billions of you know, learners on in the App Store on our learning app. And so it, it 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 makes it it kind of makes it more exciting for them then it makes them more engaged then I would think right so yeah so I think the the key thing that's lacking is that um, fundamentally we see the opportunity as you have um, kids who are spending on average six to eight six to eight hours a day on the devices um, but it's a medium on which it's hard to find um, targeted material and they're not being engaged to do any learning for themselves. So that's why we're we see this as a great opportunity. And so to to get this underway, that that means do you basically reach out to school districts first or to colleges first, or, or how do you how do you get programs like this underway? Um, actually, we try working with schools, and we've you know we've been working with uh, local pilot schools for a couple of years uh, when we first started out, um, and we realized that's actually not the our ultimate goal because um, we're, we're not trying to disrupt education, what we really try to do is to elevate the best um, educator content and uh, incentivize, you know, just kids directly, consumers directly, um, you know, with, with great learning content and learning experience and challenge them and reward them to start, um, you know, doing some self-guided learning. So that's basically um, uh, sort of the differentiation with us and pretty much most of the Attack or uh, e-learning platforms out there. Oh, so so really, it becomes more direct to students than or direct to learners, like you said. Right. Um, yeah. So be, because there's a you know in the app stores or with parents, a lot of times the frustration is you know they don't really know exactly how to help their kids or where they're lacking or um, there's this idea of black box of learning. Right. You don't really see um, you know what they need to do because we we have already been you know building this product for a while, so we already have um, you know our publishing platform that that allows uh, teachers to upload all the content and it's all common core aligned and it uh, really addresses the need of like these are the all the common standards in a typical say third grade or fourth grade and um, we just want to put those in front of kids as game quests instead of homework and something magical happens when you actually present it as you know game like experience when. You know, when it's when you, when it's not like homework, have you done your homework? Have you done your homework? 
Um, and but we rather present it in a way that's like, here, here's something fun and helps you. And, um, and and the most critical part is what we're doing now because of our our soon to be launched token. We can incentivize kids to start learning for themselves. So, hey, here's some rewards. You know, start uh, learning to unlock them. So that's that's the kind of the game changer. And and in, and what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome in just bringing together the company and putting together the network? Well, I think anything to, that has to do with with learning, um, what has to do with education, it's it's harder because it requires more patience. It involves the all three actors in in our uh, economic model, where you know you have to, we have to engage the kids um, and challenge them and reward them, and then also um, you know incentivize you know the educators to to put their content onto our platform, right? And then also um, you know inviting the parents to come in and and set the goals and rewards for the kids. And you know it took us a while to get to where we are, but I think the key is figuring out. Um, there are our strategy and also our soon to be launched token, which will empower all three um, actors in this model. And so does it, does, does widespread adoption come through, you know, you have early adopters com- combined with word of mouth or is, or do you maybe go for some kind of marketing initiative or, or what's the key do you think to widespread adoption of it? Well, I think the, the key to uh, widespread adoption is actually the, um, the, the launching of our token because when we when we um, build our platform and we were looking at the go to market strategy and you have this sort of a cold start problem where you have to figure out okay how do I incentivize you know the the, the best um, you know the the great proven content that a lot of these you know folks and, and top educators have um, used and, and proven to be effective in in their um, you know their their learning best practices that's basically just uh, not being leveraged, they're just collecting dust, right? And how do we incentivize people to do that? Because as we know, um, you know, experts and well, a lot of these educators are very, very, um, they're they're busy, they're they're they don't have a lot of time. So without an economic initiative, well, um, incentivization behind it, it's really hard to convince them. Hey, this is something that you should do. You should publish a material onto a platform and it'll reach to all these learners. And so. In, in, in the journey so far, what would you call out as like your your big achievement or big win that you've had so far? Well, I think the so far the most rewarding part is actually just seeing how much uh, an impact that it's making, um, you know, with with uh, kids in our pilot classes. So, I mean, I would um, go to our our you know our pilot classes local our local schools and uh, work with the teachers directly and just seeing how um, just you know how how they're they're really they're asking to use you know our our, our learning product right I mean they're they're really having fun they're just um, they give us like all this great feedback and 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 insight on you know how to engage them better and how to um, um, you know help them f- facilitate um, um, to, or, or to develop the joy of learning so that's really rewarding for us and, and when you say you you kind of teaching the, the teachers directly? Is it uh, kind of like a quick class on site with a group of them or maybe a, a video tutorial that you walk them through or, or how does that work? Well, what we learned just working with uh, local schools and um, like, you know, when we went to Oakland to meet the mayor, Libby Shaft, and we talked to the um, the, the director of education, uh, David Silver over there. And 
uh, you know, they then they were putting in touch with their, uh, you know, ed tech adoption specialists within their districts and who then present us to the teachers. But uh, it became sort of a, a challenge, I mean, because ultimately it comes down to, um, you know, teachers feeling like, oh, we're getting another, uh, you know, piece of technology that's pushed onto us. Um, so, so that's, you know, not, that's not the route that we wanted to go to. We want to go directly work with the teachers and say, hey, this is something that can really help you, help you save time and really engage the kids. You know, you'll, are you willing to try it out? So that's how we um, ended up working with some of our local pilot teachers. And, and that's, you know, an uh, invaluable experience in terms of, um, you know, seeing, you know, how, how they would use it in class and seeing how, you know, how to maximize the engagement with the kids and also just, um, you know, figuring out the overall strategy where we want to work with folks from a bottom-up approach, not from uh, sort of top-down from, you know, districts and schools, but we rather want to work with uh, educators on an um, uh, individual and, and, and bottom-up, more of a grassroots approach. So you definitely want to work more with the folks who will be directly using it every single day and then just kind of go upwards from there. Right, right. So um, a little more background. So I, you know, I started out, so I I grew up in the Bay Area. I, I was born in Beijing uh, and then I moved to the U.S., you know, when I was in seventh grade. Um, and I grew up in the Bay Area and, and started working in Silicon Valley uh, back in 97. And I worked with a lot of different startups, but namely um, around 2004, I, I started working with a company called Glam Media, which is was a leading um, you know, female media um, startup. And then after that, I, I was part of a, a company called Bebo, which was an early um, social network, and I was in charge of their media platform. So with that background, um, I understood a lot about user-generated content and, um, you know, the, the viral spread and adoption of the content. Um, so, I took that and went into social gaming, which was, you know, a logical, um, very logical next step uh, in hindsight. So combined with all the, that background, um, I mean, that's our kind of a core uh, competence, and that's why we want to go to um, a direct-to-consumer approach instead of working with, uh, you know, education institutions uh, in schools initially. And, and in developing the platform, I'm sure there are a lot of ideas that get batted around. Are, mm-hmm. Have there been any times when when a couple of great ideas have maybe been suggested and maybe you had to say, well, that might be a little too much for this version, but maybe for the next version or maybe in a year or two, we could add that in, something like that? Oh, yeah. There's, you know, the I, I think the, the big um, the well, one of the things that, you know, that you I learned over the years is really like you really have to choose and, and focus. And, um, and, and that's the challenge of being a startup, right? Because you don't have the resources of large companies who can, uh, perhaps, you know, work on more things, uh, in parallel where we have to focus on, uh, you know, one, like focus on the, on the user experience and how to engage and capture the, the, um, you know, the, the interest and engagement of, of, of our learners. And then we have to focus on, okay, how do we get the content uploaded? How do we get that? Um, you know, process, how to make that experience relatively easy. So there's, there's so many things that we want to do. There's so many things that we can enhance in, in terms of the, the, the platform, but we have to stay focused to get us to this point where we can actually launch a product and also, um, you know, with, with our associated cryptocurrency that can be used to really drive the adoption. 
And so what, what does the roadmap look like for BitLearn over the next 12 to 24 months? What can we expect to see? Well, I think the, 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 core, the core focus right now is, um, you know, the launch of our token. It's, you know, it's very much, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot more marketing, um, as opposed to when we first started out, when we just mostly focused on building. Um, so we're ramping up on marketing. We're also getting the product, um, you know, ready to go into uh, public beta. And uh, I think, you know, driving this effective ecosystem um, and, and getting adoption is, is the, the primary key initially, for the, I would say for the first uh, six to 12 months. Um, and after that, what we really want to start building is our, our side chain that can capture um, skills and, and knowledge. Um, basically, you know, each individual learner can have their, you know, individual learning paths that we can record. So basically it's like, um, um, kind of like a universal, uh, transcript that's captured onto the blockchain. So I think right now, um, it's a nascent space where people are mostly just talking about currencies, um, you know, being moved around on the blockchain. Um, and, and people are starting to talk about token utility and how it could be used for different things where we really see that, you know, knowledge and, and skills should be captured onto the blockchain as well. You know, it also seems like this would be a great way to teach students and parents about blockchain technology in addition to whatever else it is they're learning through the games. Yes, exactly. Because I think for most people, it's like two series of, of, of a subject. And, you know, with our sort of a gaming outlook or background, we just see, well, why give, you know, why give them uh, virtual coins when you can give them like, you know, coins have a real value, right? So I think it's actually, you know, in terms of like micro savings, it's actually a really, really good way to get folks started because you don't have to set up like social security card or, you know, take your kids to the bank and try to set up regular deposit. You just have to download our app and hand it to them and challenge them to start, you know, doing some some of the, some of the lessons for themselves and figure out how well they stack up and, and maybe challenge them to do some chores and, um and, and, you know, set up a sort of, you know, $5 or $10 a week kind of a savings plan um, that you can uh, really help them to, to start the habit of, of not just um, having the habit of saving, but also habit of, you know, self-guided learning uh, along with it. And, and that was, and that was a, another question that I had. It, it's, it's basically, it is pretty simple. They just download the app and start playing just like with any other app, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're, I mean, with us, you know, we know that it's really important to show folks, okay, this is this has real rewards behind it. So we challenge, um, you know, learners to 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 um, like complete their first quest, right? First learning quest, which will require them to come back, you know, over, you know, like repeatedly after, you know, after multiple um, uh, sort of your typical mobile game sessions, which usually like two to five minutes each. So so there there are a couple things that we're we're doing there which is one uh, bite-sized learning is proven to work very well in terms of committing knowledge to long-term memory and two is that you know over multiple sessions we're cultivating a habit right when you know when folks keep on um, coming back to our app you know tapping our icon and then develop a habit to sort of uh, program the trigger to come back and get the reward so that's the the two very important part of that and then once they they earn the the reward for completing their first learning quest, um, which is kind of like a bounty for us to help them get started. That's when we ask parents to come in to help them claim that and um, and 
and also potentially set up goals and rewards for their like you know weekly learning and and weekly um, uh, rewards. And so, if there are any big takeaways that you want the audience to get from this interview, what what is it that they should be focusing on in terms with BitLearn Network? What are the big takeaways? Well, I think there there are two type of folks that we we are we're marketing to. One is um, you know potential investors, right? So to them, we're you know we're want to emphasize the fact that we have a product that we're actually launching with real token utility. So our token is a, you know, pretty simple rewards token that's actually um, that you can buy directly within our app. And it makes that the the whole adoption very, very uh, seamless and, and less friction. And instead of, you know, like so many folks today are so focused on, you know, the next protocol and, you know, the, the so, so that's like sort of a, you know, battle that's, you know, taking taking place where we believe we want to build like the first, um, um, you know, powerful ecosystem that solves, you know, a trillion dollar problem. Um, and, and, you know, we, we want to be one of the first to really show like real impact in, 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 in the blockchain space. Um, and secondarily, for the people who are uh, our target, our end, potential end user, our, our target customers and users, you know, our message to them will be, um, you know, if your parent, hey, here's a here's an app, just download it, try it with the kids, you know, see how they like it, and challenge them to start saving towards their own college fund, right? I mean, that's very, very, um, you know, simple and and and, and powerful sort of uh, message. Um, and then for for um, you know any educators, any ed- educators and teachers, and you know, hey, like you know, wouldn't you like to distribute your content onto our platform direct? Um, to potential billions of learners around the world. Um, so that's the the message I want to get out to them. Yeah, I can definitely see that's a that's an extremely attractive message to to parents about helping you know having your kids kind of join in and help to save for college early. I mean, mm-hmm. And what's the best way for people to get in contact with you and the company? And what, what's the best method of contact? Um, just you know, go to our website uh, bitlearn.network, and all of our you know social channels are. Our, um, our link there as well, uh, our Telegram group, our, uh, um, you know, uh, Twitter and Reddit and all of our social, um, all it's some of, some of which we haven't been actively, um, you know, we're, we're still ramping up in terms of, you know, marketing and we've just been so focused and busy to get the product ready to our, for, uh, for, for usage. Oh, un- understood. Understood. And I, I just want to thank you, Fred, for coming on to the podcast and, Tell us about this this great product and service, and just uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Alan. It was uh, it's a real pleasure. Really appreciate it too. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, twenty eighteen, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over five thousand people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. 
If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.